meant to say trucking along, but I hate that phrase with my entire life. So, <laughs> in fact, I'm starting a campaign to take down the phrase trucking along. Mm. Welcome to that odious beast gaming. I'm your elder gamer, Jonathan. I'm your tired gamer, Logan. Oh man, can I be tired gamer as well? <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. It does. It does take the shine off the novelty there just a wee bit but uh, i don't think there's yeah for for the most astute listeners they'll notice that we are two days late this week yes uh it's it's been a week you know it's not good not bad just a week for me man and a busy one <laughs> yeah i can't say my week was bad either but it has definitely been a functioning moving complete full week <laughs> so that is that's where i'm at with it as well mm-hmm. well here we are to record episode six of that odious beast gaming and you know what living the dream honestly indeed indeed uh for yeah. those of you who may be joining us for the first time that odious beast gaming is a show where we talk about video games uh the people who play them and, and sometimes the people who make them um, so it's a, a fun little exploration. So, Jonathan, what have you been playing this week? Oh, I've been playing, well, be, beyond my usual PUBG. Of course. Playing, of which I've played a lot. <clears throat> um, I played, I know we talked last week about me playing Dishonored 2. Well, I have finished the much more difficult, much more uh, enjoyable uh, stealth run in that game oh, playing as the other protagonist yeah and uh yeah uh, so i finished that yesterday morning and way more fun than i had with my first run because while the game 100 percent allows you to play it uh as like a combat focused game and not stealth at around at all um it the the level design the most of the verbs given to you in the game are all about stealth so while you totally can go in guns ablazing proverbially speaking it's uh you're having a very limited experience and it's not it's just not very fun sure and so doing the second playthrough of pure stealth never seen um never kill anybody is very fun very challenging i was also playing on very hard um because i wanted the challenge Mm -hmm. and by golly it wasn't easy you Um, played you played your emily run on very hard as well right and found it pretty easy with that combat focus yes because yeah i guess i can talk a little bit more about why the combat is so not satisfying compared to the stealth um and that's because very early on you can get an easy power up for combat one of the few for combat um in which you can hold control on on the keyboard to block um which will block any attack from the front uh, be it a sword or whatever and it will also block and deflect projectile attacks including guns so you can literally just stand in a corner holding control and you can't be hit and so you on top of that if you press control in the wind up wind up animation of an enemy's attack you'll stagger them and then you can uh go into an animation where you take them down and you can't be killed or damaged in that animation so if you have 10 guys on you you literally just tap control until um you stagger somebody and then you go into a, a an invulnerable state while you finish them and then you go back to do that again it's just i don't know it's not very fun (laughs) yeah it sounds like it's designed i mean it's definitely designed for a stealth gameplay right oh yeah because those are mechanics that would incentivize you pretty heavily during a stealth run right yep Um, and so it sounds more like what they're trying to do is to amplify stealth by adding the little bit of combat that's there uh but that it just totally breaks down if you take that beyond its natural and healthy yeah, bounds. pretty much yeah i i think the combat would honestly be way better if they removed the ability to block projectiles because then you could still block any incoming uh sword attack or or equivalent um 
But any character with guns or like throwing rocks or anything like that, you would not be able to block, which I think would be way more interesting because it makes you more vulnerable and makes you have to approach the situation in a different way, right. which is kind of the whole shtick of Dishonored when you play it stealthily or at least semi-stealthily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted uh, to ask about your, your two runs. Uh, you uh, mentioned that your stealth and Corvo run was significantly more fun. And I wanted oh, to yeah. ask how much of that is related to it being a Corvo run. And so what I mean by that is there a significant difference between the abilities of both protagonists? Is there True. a significant difference in kind of how they can operate? Like, I know you, for role-playing purposes, played Emily more combat-heavy, but uh-huh. are you incentivized to do that by the game's mechanics? Or is that just something uh, that you chose to do despite what the game was doing for you? That's totally what I chose to do. Okay, yeah. cool. cool. You can play either protagonist as basically either path combat or or stealth or or a mix obviously but um and yes their powers are different but they're not they're not different to different ends if that makes sense like it's not that uh emily's powers are like oh they're really combat focused no they're it's they're pretty evenly distributed between uh stealth and combat cool and or movement so so yeah that that was purely my decision um and yeah i'm i'm on so they keep uh so corvo's powers are basically the same from the first game which makes a lot of sense um because he was the protagonist of the first game uh but emily's are all new so i'm i'm kind of i'm a little bit bummed that i did the combat focus with the character that has all new powers that sure. I never really got to experience. So the, yeah, may, maybe if I give it a third run, which I've kind of been considering, um, I'll do Emily again and, and try to do a, a stealthy Emily. Um, yeah, we'll see. it definitely sounds like um, just from the way you've described the second run already, that it is significantly more fun to run that stealth yes. route. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that could be something that, that could be really cool, and if you do it, I definitely want to hear about it because that sounds awesome. Yeah. As an cool. example, um, every mission, uh, or mo- almost every mission, has a target that you need to eliminate. Um, and I, of course, in in a combat focused run, you can literally just go up and whack them with your sword. Done deal. Um, but if you're going for non lethal stealth. There is like, for for every target, there is an entire side chain of events and narrative that gives you an opportunity to eliminate them in a clever way that is non-lethal. And that is infinitely more interesting than just running up to them and whacking them with the sword. Sure. I remember when uh, the original Dishonored dropped, uh, 2012, 2013, I remember mm-hmm. that being kind of one of the big selling points. Was yes. that it's it's all about I, I don't want to say alternative killing because that makes it sound like oh <laughs> such indie such indie death um, but uh, yeah it was all about those alternative stealth takeouts and those were yeah. what kind of grabbed me and sounded more interesting um, yes they're yeah way way more interesting so in one of the missions you are taking down a despot in in a country to the south of the capital um and he has uh, in his palace a bodyguard double to uh, help prevent against assassinations. Oh, sure. But, but you learn from overhearing from some servants that the bodyguard isn't really happy with his job. He's been kind of forced into it because he looks exactly like the Duke. <laughs> um, and That's a that rough he's actually. <laughs> and that he might be sympathetic to removing the Duke from power. So you. Because they look identical, you have to determine which one is which and then confront them, which, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and there are clues along the way that give you that. And when you when you confront uh, the body double and ask him for his help, uh, he basically says, hey, go, go knock the Duke unconscious however you can. And he has a medallion on him that uh, he doesn't think that I know about, but that the guards... Um, 
it's basically like the proof that oh i'm the real duke so if you go steal that we can um convince the guard that he's just a raving lunatic and thinks he really is the duke now and we can you know send him away um and then i can be the duke and i can rule with a much more um uh kind and and optimistic uh path forward for the country um so it's it's uh just uh, way more interesting than yeah if you skipped all of that and just ran up and 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 whacked the the duke Duke. yeah Yeah. no which you totally can (laughs) it's just yeah so the game's extremely good um highly recommended yeah it's uh i loved the first game i played several playthroughs of it platinum trophy all, all that jazz and i've loved the second one even more so oh, good to hear good to hear yeah. man i love you... this idea sorry i was gonna say i love this idea of like hey you look just like our king so yep. <laughs> <laughs> you get the worst job yeah pretty much <laughs> which is just to get knifed if anything goes south Dang. yeah exactly that's fun exactly. though awesome well what you've been playing my friend all right, so I mentioned at the those who were listening to the last episode might remember that I, I mentioned kind of in a cursory manner that I was moderately interested in Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually not that night, but the next night I, I swung by the good old red box to pick up this game and, and demo Resident Evil 2. Um, and I've never played a Resident Evil game. John, you played Resident Evil 4, is that right? Yeah, last year. Is that the played old... it on PS4. Okay, cool. Is that the only one you've played? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one, from what I understand, is received pretty generally as, as the best one or, or one of the best ones. Seems to be the case, yeah. And you didn't have an awesome time with that game, is that right? Um, it was fine. Uh, it's it's a little hard to go back to. It's it's pretty clunky in its controls sure um and it's very very corny very cheesy oh Um, yeah 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 it's a um yeah (laughs) and it wasn't like a full remake it was just a straight port to ps4 so it looks a little rough because it's pretty old um but overall i'd say i had i had fun but i like i would never replay it sure so i i've never played a resident evil game and i decided hey new one new year new me Let's let's demo uh, this remake, and I sat down and really, really liked this game. Ooh. Like not not a little bit, um, which is why I, I led into it with asking about Resident Evil Four. Resident mm-hmm. Evil Two is very, very, very good. Um, nice. Yeah, it's in a lot of ways. I don't even know where to start. Uh, like you said, it is incredibly corny. That that is, I, sure. I think that's a staple of the series at this par point. for the course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this game has a really interesting meta text. Um, so Resident Evil Two, the original. I don't know why they named it the same thing. I, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it is like a straight remake. Like you're doing the same puzzle, from what I gather, anyway you're doing like the same puzzles and it's the same story. So it makes sense. Yeah. It's not. hmm. So though it doesn't help for conversations like these where you're trying to differentiate. Sure. And I want to say remake might not be the best term. Uh, So, Mm. so we'll get into that. Reimagining is probably a little more accurate. Okay. Um, But resident evil two released in 1998 uh, is one of, one of the series' most beloved games, uh, typically right behind RE4 and RE7, Um, which I got to say, if RE7 and this remake are high up on the list, Capcom's doing great work right now. (laughs) Yeah, for Um, sure. But uh, essentially, kind of looking back into into the history of the franchise, around mm, 2002, they did a full remake of the first Resident Evil, which I imagine is actually the game that you played on... Or no, no, you played RE4. Um, yep. But yeah, they, they remade Resident Evil for GameCube. Mm-hmm. And what they did is... So the original Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 were designed... I don't I don't know how familiar you are, John, but they were designed with from a camera view. So you, yeah. you would walk into a room and you would get a fixed angle from a security camera. Yes. And you would this... op- operate in that space. Yeah, the, if anybody's not familiar with kind of what we're talking about, 
Um, if you've played Ocarina of Time, there are many segments in in that game with a similar approach. Correct. Um, where you walk into a specific area, and instead of having like a freeform camera, the camera is fixed in a point in that area. Right. A lot of the shops and, and buildings are like that in yep. Ocarina yep. of Time. Um, one of the interesting things is that in the original RE2, you also had tank controls, <laughs> uh, which for those who aren't familiar is you press up to go forward on your D-pad, left and right rotate you, and back turns you all the way around. Um, and that was just how you moved through this space. Uh, right. Did not take advantage of any kind of joysticks. And Resident Evil 2, the original, is, is largely the same. Um, so after they remade the first Resident Evil for GameCube, which they changed, if I'm not mistaken, to a third-person over-the-shoulder camera um, for that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much right after that, in 2002, Capcom considered a similar remake of Resident Evil 2. So hmm. this, I guess you could say, at least from a conceptual standpoint, this <laughs> has been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, not quite as long as the other big January release, Kingdom Hearts 3, but... <laughs> uh, The series creator didn't want to divert development away from RE4, so they scrapped that pretty quick. Um, But I had the opportunity to read an an interview with the, or not the developer, but the director of the original Resident Evil 2, and he essentially said in his interview that he has been badgering them for years for this remake, which is very good. Um, so, uh, like you said earlier, Jonathan, the story is, is pretty much the same, uh, which is to say very cheesy and very bad. Um, (laughs) but there is, so there are two main characters that you can pick from. It's Leon and Claire. Um, Leon is a rookie cop and Claire is a college student, which man, I do not know. She's just like, you know, your typical, like very good with a gun, like concealed carry college student girl you know and apparently in the original uh resident evil 1.5 she is also a motorbike racer which is very good um so yeah just a full-on uh just bad to the bone college girl i guess um anyway so the difficulty is this game tasks you with um picking your character right up front so Mm. i i picked claire without having any knowledge of... I, the only thing I knew about Leon is that he's also the protagonist of Resident Evil 4 and that you did not love that game. <laughs> so yeah. So I picked out Claire, and I'm glad I did because, man, throughout the entire game, I was getting the biggest douche chills. Just the biggest <laughs> <laughs> douche chills from my boy Leon, um, uh, yeah. who I did not love um, as, a, as a protagonist. Uh, long story short, I... I rented this game with with intent to demo, and I played all of Claire's campaign. Uh, yeah, it, it, each campaign's not too terribly long, right? Like eight-ish hours. I like that? I did it in six. Okay, yeah. Um, and mine was not. I mm, mine was pretty comprehensive. I'll say that. Okay, yeah. Um, and so, uh, what I do want to say is that this game, from a design perspective, is I a triumph of shooters. Um, mm. It is. I can't say for sure that the the shooting mechanics themselves are super good. Um, <laughs> like, I well, here's why I say that. I played it on the easiest difficulty okay. with aim assist on. <laughs> so, because okay, I'm just not good at shooters, and I knew that this game would Fair. take me significantly longer if I did not play it that way. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. And if anybody is like, "Oh, shooters aren't really my thing," or I don't. I don't know. That's a good way to play this game. Like, I don't think I'd, I... In fact, I didn't die as Claire once. There's a, another segment where you have no weapons and have to stealth around as a different character. But <laughs> okay. um, I, did, right. I did die in. But yeah, no, it's, it was an, just an incredibly fun, incredibly easy way. Uh, even me hating zombies, like just really do not like uh-huh. the aesthetic, never have, never will. They do a lot of really interesting things in this game. So you can shoot a zombie in the head like six times before it drops, which right. is terrifying. Um, yes. And then... And it's not a consistent amount from what I gather. No, either. not even a little bit, which is really, it's really cool. It's not like, oh, I, I know it's three headshots. No, it, it varies. So, and, and zombies can go down and then get back up. That's what I was well. going to say. So it's yeah. unreal. So you, you will put a zombie down 
and then 10 minutes later you'll be in the same room in the police station <laughs> and then you'll just all of a sudden yeah. the camera oh man they've designed this this so well so when a zombie grabs you from whatever angle the camera swivels and puts you from that over the shoulder view to a full on like you are about to get bit by a zombie view right and then right. you have the opportunity to either get bit or they they give you some <laughs> reactionary items um right and so it's just the design of that is really good because what will happen is you'll clear a room and when the map is well designed too when when you clear a room it'll change from red on your map to blue so you know that you found everything in it oh, um cool. yeah and so You'll clear a room and you'll be like, oh, I killed the zombies. And then you'll be passing through and all of a sudden you'll just hear a moan and there will be one on your back, uh, <laughs> which is very good. Uh, so the game actually incentivizes you on that note, rather than killing zombies, uh, to shoot them in the knees and take their legs out. Because mm. um, then they become crawlers and then you at least know where they all are. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's an interesting which point. Which is really cool. Because um, you get really used to just running through this space and hearing zombies screaming at you, but not right. not actually being that stressed about it because you know they're all on the ground. Um, right. It's, I mean, it when it comes to like the Walking Dead style of game, and I don't mean like the TV show, I just mean like the dead are walking. Sure. That's a really cool way to do it because yeah. you never know when these things are down for real. And when they are, they get back up. Um, right. Just incredibly well designed. There are a couple of other monsters in Resident Evil 2. Uh, they do a series favorite, which is called a Licker. Have you heard of these, Jonathan? Yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah, you played RE4. I don't know if they're in there, but yeah, dude. Uh, I don't remember, oh, potentially. Man. These beasties have gotten a great reskin for this remake. <laughs> nice. uh, they're they're nasty little buggers. Um, audio medium, obviously, but... Google it, guys. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mr. X is the other the other big one, uh, uh, which yeah. is a many a meme uh, on Twitter. Yes. Which uh, Mr. X is actually well, first of all, in the original Resident Evil two, and is actually a, of a type of boss within the franchise overall called the Tight or the not the Titan the Tyrant series mm. of bosses, um, and that is essentially a really tough boss that stalks you <laughs> sure. and, okay. and Mr. X cannot be killed. He is of that, ah. that type. Um, and they've designed it so that when he's two or three rooms away from you, you will hear his footsteps heavy and then a mm. music will play when he's spotted you. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's a little, that's tense. I would say, yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, but really, really cool. Um, and then the puzzles are just ridiculous. For some reason, you're in a police station and you need to find, like, oh, the diamond key or the heart key or the spade key <laughs> to open these locked doors in a police station. And they slide... Go ahead. Isn't the isn't the conceit that, like, it's a retrofitted art museum? Yes. That's what okay, I was going right, to say. Right. It's, I yeah. mean, it is ridiculous to the... To, Amazing. To an odd degree. Um, oh, that's so funny. But, yeah, I... There were a lot... I The plot of this game is bad. <laughs> sure. Um, mm, there are some things that it... Some tropes that it falls into that I really dislike, but okay. can be kind of looked past, given that it was originally made in 1998. Um, for example, like, uh, throughout the game, uh, both Leon and Claire get a uh, partner, like uh, support characters, uh, and yeah. Leon's is just this beautiful woman... And Claire's, sure. Claire's is a child. And, like, that's, you know, that's yeah. a pretty tropey way of doing things. Yeah, uh, Like, for sure. really traditional. Um, however, it did fuel my hatred of Leon and my love of protagonist Claire Redfield. <laughs> because <laughs> nice. I was just like, man, Leon su yeah, sucks. Um, I will say... It's funny, because from what I gather, Leon's, like, basically... Leon's is like the canon playthrough. Not to say that Claire's stuff doesn't happen, but like it is definitely the sort of side adventure from what I gather. Yeah, no, she definitely is. In fact, if you go, they, oh man, one of the things I love about this game is that they've created something called ResidentEvil.net, which I'm pulling up right now, uh, which basically nice. grants you the statistics of everything that has happened in the game. Interesting. Um, so yeah, at the, at the beginning of the game, you have the option to... Uh, to select whether or not you want your your stats shared. Um, hmm. 
So just pulling up the global stats, looking at it right now, chosen for first playthrough, 79% of players pick Leon and 21% yeah, pick sense. Claire. Um, so yeah, it's interesting because I, by the time I finished Claire's playthrough, I don't get me wrong, I really like this game, but I felt incredibly disincentivized to play through Leon's. Um, from mm. what I understand, the story beats are just a little bit different and the puzzles have slight alterations. Um, right. And then you get the true ending. So I googled the true oh. ending, and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> which, by the way, provides not as much closure as you think. So <laughs> it's fine. Huh. Um, okay. But what I will say is that when it comes to dialogue, both characters are scripted badly, and I do not want to cast dispersions about that. But Leon is scripted in the most horrible dude bro way. Mm. Oh man, it drives me crazy. Like he's mm. just like, hey. I knew we'd make it through. And it's like, all right, well, Leon, you literally showed up for none of this zombie killing, so don't don't play games with me. Um, and then, But meanwhile, like, Claire will say things like, like, she'll run into Leon, like, because the overlap is very thin between the two characters. Mm. And so you'll run into him, and he'll be, like, behind a fence. And, like, there'll be zombies on the other side, right? And she'll just say something quippy, like, oh, we have to stop meeting like this, right? And, like, it's bad scripting. It's bad, but it's better than Leon's. So I liked that a lot. Um, So, yeah, it falls into some interesting tropes. um, But, man, if you hate zombies, if you hate bad scripts, if you hate bad writing, I would say, like, it super doesn't matter. Like, this game Mm. is really, really good. Um, Seems to be much more... At least for you personally, the draw seems to be much more about atmosphere, about uh encounter design and about level design than it does 100 about the other things yeah the atmosphere of the game is incredible and like you said both of those design aspects are solid the music was fine <laughs> like the sound <laughs> was fine um A solid fine out of 10 yes the graphics IGN. were good the graphics look yeah. it looks good um, yeah the game does look quite good for sure yeah so oh man they're there are definitely, as far as, like, the fear factor, like, if that's what people are looking for, mm-hmm. I played most of this game at night, and I am uh, unhappy to report I did not find it very scary, though that wasn't really my intent in playing Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that does not seem to be the common experience. No, no, apparently. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. um, Which is interesting. Yeah, so it there the opening sequence with Claire uh, takes place in a gas station, and that was terrifying. Um, okay. but being somebody who like, it's not that I'm like, oh, I don't like zombies or, oh, I find zombies really scary. I actively dislike zombies. And so when something would jump right. out at me, there was fear followed very quickly. And I mean like milliseconds after by like strong annoyance. Um, and so the right. fear did not really settle cause I am so bothered by the aesthetic in general. <laughs> like I just hate right. zombies. I hate, um, even like Mr. X, like. You, if you're smart, you can learn how to avoid his troubles pretty quickly on, especially since, like I said, I was playing easy. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, like, for him, it was more of like, okay, well, now I have to sit here for two minutes, and that's kind of irritating, right? Because now I'm hiding, and it's just mm-hmm. draining this time that I have to, like, progress my plot. So, I don't know. I, I was more irritated by some of the things that I think were supposed to be scary, um, but not in, like, a bad way, just kind of like... Man, I hate zombies. Still hate them. Like, after all these years, still hate zombies. Right. Um, again, That's though, fair. very cool. Uh, fear didn't really hit for me, except for at the beginning, which it was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I recommend this game to literally anybody who has a passing interest in it. It's very good. Because um, huh. I did not think, uh, for example, like, I'm not huge on gore. I Like I mentioned in the last episode, I get sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's It's fairly gory. Um, yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> what I've seen, yeah. But I, man, there were only like two or three sequences that I was like, "Oh shoot," you know. Um, and the rest of right, it was right. fairly mild. So like, I, I'm there for it. It was, it was really, really good. Um, nice. Well, maybe I'll have to give it a go. I would I, recommend it. I've heard, been hearing amazing things from you and and from other people in the past couple of weeks about this. But if yeah, it's it's. I wasn't super drawn to it, but hearing everybody praise it so highly. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah I, I cannot emphasize this enough. I did not think I would like this game. Yeah. One of my favorite aspects um, is actually something I didn't get to experience playing on easy. 
Um, and mm. that is that you save the game using typewriters. Oh, right, right, yeah. And in the harder difficulties, you need an item, the typewriter ribbon. Um, those yeah, consumable, right? Which like, is crazy. <laughs> you and I are familiar with the Nepo P200X, but for those who maybe are not as familiar with typewriters, <laughs> typewriters require an ink ribbon to type. Right. And so you right. need to find this item in game, and in the hardest difficulty, they are very, very sparse. Which is pretty crazy. cool. Yeah, yeah, like very cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I could. There's a, so much more that I could say about this game, uh, but I've gone on for a while. And I just, I just want to say it's very good. I like, yeah. if you're on the fence, rent it. Cause yeah. you can play super rentable. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Cause like, like I said, I played it in six hours. Like it's a right. $60 game, um, which again, I'm all for like supporting devs and supporting like release pricing. And as a side note, there will be free DLC for this game. Ooh, nice. Um, so like additional plot stuff that we'll cover and explore, which is good. Cause the plot, not only is it like kind of bad, Mm-hmm. The problem with the plot is you'll read it online and you'll realize that the plot is like low key really, really cool. But none of that oh, is like yeah. in the text of the game. And uh, I, yeah, it's all subtextual. Right. Which... And I cannot yeah. figure it out. Like, there, like, at the end of that game, I had like one of the coolest pieces of flavor text is, is you're in the office of the chief of police. Um, mm-hmm. And you find a journal of his, and you flip through it, and you read stuff, and it talks about, like, he talks about how he was hunting big game, and, like, having, like, this hunting experience, and then he talks about how he killed a tiger, and, like, the way he talks about it, like, it's, like, a sexual experience for him. Right. And you're, like, yo, he's, like, killing things and getting off on it. Like, that's gross, right? Yeah. But that was literally the most flavor text I got in the game. And the rest of the plot, like, the real plot is very interesting. (laughs) So that kind of sucked. Like... Yeah. Fair. Um, not a whole lot, at least not that I found in my. my well, right, because like all that stuff is in there, right? But it's not surfaced well. Yeah. So this game definitely banks on an understanding of the game and of the world, uh, like the Umbrella Corp mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and so, but man, yeah, play this game. Play this game. It's good. Mm. It's really you sold good. me. It's good. Man, I did not expect to be saying that about this game, though. I like it, it is fair. so not my aesthetic, but this game is very good. Fair enough. If again, I did not like Leon. Oh man, I did not like <laughs> Leon. Um, if they if they announce a Code Veronica remake, which is like the next, it was actually supposed to be an RE2 port to Dreamcast, but they couldn't swing that. So it's they made a full another game starring Claire Redfield. I'd play oh, that. I'd play that game. Um, I don't. Okay. I don't know that I'd play a Leon starring game, but I'm I'm more interested in RE7 now. So cool stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, they. Yeah, Capcom did a another good January for Capcom last year, being yeah, Monster Hunter World. They're they're bringing it. Man, I talked about that game way longer than I wanted to, but oh, man, good. I you're could good. not help myself. Um, what else have you been playing? Um. Hmm. Uh, well, I've played Apex Legends, which dropped oh, nice. on on Monday. Uh, so right. I do not like Battle Royale. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. actively, but it's just it's you know this, Not John. The the amount sure. of times that you have you and I have dropped into PUBG compared to the times that you have dropped into that game with literally anybody else, <laughs> I think informs you that like I don't really play these games, right? I played yeah, Fortnite enough, yeah. for two seconds in PUBG. I've dropped mm, maybe two dozen rounds into. Right. Um, Apex Legends is really good. Uh, nice. I it, it's got. So for those who aren't familiar, this is a Respawn Entertainment game being published by EA, kind of, like, su- at a surprise. It takes place in the Titanfall universe, and they, like, right. surprise released it on Monday, essentially. Um, I know that yeah. there was some teasing up to it, but this was not, like, a... For, like, a day, like, 24 hours. Right. That was about it, yeah. yeah. Here's, here's where I'm at. They teased it during the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. um, which was the most boring Super Bowl ever. And, it was, yes. And I actually watched for some reason because I was like, you know what? It's the big game. I can stream it for free on CBS, so might as well watch some football. It's been a while. And then I almost fell asleep. Like, it, Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, I watched the very end of the first half and then the entire second half gotcha so i was i didn't know what time it started so oh <laughs> whoops man i can't believe you're more not more tapped into the football scene i thought for oh, sure 
Dude, I used to be. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, dude. But in high school, oh my god. We goodness, both were dude. way more tapped into it than we are now. For sure. It for is sure. it was definitely one of those odd social effects that just the people you hang with oh, can yeah. influence what you do so much. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I still really like football. Uh my boys, yeah. Cleveland Browns, won six games this season. Let's go. Killing it. Well, that is <laughs> I've been a fan of theirs since 2015 and this year is more than they've won that entire time. So I'm feeling <laughs> good. <laughs> Fair enough. Good season. Um anyway, but yeah, I I wish what they had done cuz you know this game was ready to play the day they started marketing it. Yes, for sure. I just wish that they had run an ad or some kind of like web banner and I I Waypoint Radio said something similar uh that just was like, "Hey, this game you're watching is super boring. Come play this game instead. Because uh, that would have been, been pretty good. That would have been fun. Um, but obviously, that's the kind of mar- decision a marketing department can't possibly make on a dime. Um, right, right, right. Still really, really cool that it launched so quickly. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, it is a Battle Royale. Mm, mm, I would mix it. Uh, it's a, uh, I also played Warframe this week, but I'm not going to talk about that okay. at length. This game is like a mixture of Warframe and Overwatch and Fortnite. Mm, right. And Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, not Fortnite. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't seem very Fortnite-ish. No, no, no. no it, was a, it was a... I just was trying to reach the kids, you know? Fortnite, Oh, yeah, right, yeah you know, you know. Um, yeah, so... Oh, man. This game just... It's the first Battle Royale that I've dropped into and felt like, oh, I'm playing a game here. Um mm. Where when I drop into PUBG, like I can move around and I can shoot, and I don't I do not mean to knock your game, Jonathan. I know this is like your your game. I, I'm comfortable in my personal love. <laughs> I don't need to defend it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, one of the coolest things you can do in Apex Legends is also a mechanic in Warframe, which is why I made the comparison. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that you can press Control Shift, and that will you will slide. So oh, you can slide down hills and behind buildings right, right. very quickly. Um, the The reason I compare it to Overwatch is because there is a cast of characters. So you pick right. from one of eight characters, and that is who you play as. Um, mm-hmm. And they are all very good. I, I took time this week to play as every character. Um, nice. Also kind of a slap to the face to Overwatch. This character does include uh, two black women. Which yeah. Overwatch does not seem and to do. Yeah, and to uh, LGBT characters right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, which, you know. it's super cool. I'm incredibly... I Like, I, I don't know. To, part of me wants to get cynical on it and be like, that's just marketing at that point, you know? Which, if we're being honest, is probably 100% true. Yep. But also representation matters. Super, so like, super does. If, if it's driven by market forces... That's a bit of a bummer, but hey, worth it. Right. And honestly, yep, I'd rather have it than, I'd rather have it for marketing than not have it at all. Um, And so, yeah, it's super cool. It's really cool to, some of the voice acting isn't my favorite, um, but (laughs) that seems a little cheesy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But yeah, this game, it's it's incredibly fun. I don't want to kill it, talking about it too much, but it's really fun. Uh, if you like Overwatch and haven't been sold on Battle Royale, oh, and also hate Overwatch, <laughs> because <laughs> if you like Overwatch but also hate Overwatch because of the community like I do, uh, mm, one of the yeah. things Respawn did in this game is they, they created a ping system where you can click your mouse wheel down to ping whatever your crosshairs are pointed at. Um, yeah, and it's so you can communicate more, without chat. More broadly, yeah, it's it's a totally nonverbal contextual communication tool and it it's apparently very good oh yeah yeah i in in all the times i dropped i dropped with one person who had voice chat on and he used it once to say bro you want my shotgun and i was like (laughs) what a nice young man (laughs) i i I smacked my mic fumbling with it and i was like yes please (laughs) and then he dropped it for me um that's amazing but it it is extremely not necessary. The way that the game right. is designed is that, uh, you know, like PUBG, I think you can hold... Oh, man. My inexperience is going to show. It's two we full weapons, a pistol, and a melee weapon, correct? Correct. And utilities. Right, right, Frag right, grenades, right. smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this, you get your utilities and two guns. 
Mm, so very quickly you are able to give up guns without losing much um the other thing i will say about this game is i'm not good at shooters hashtag Mm -hmm. aim assist um (laughs) but what i did get out of this game was very quickly dropping in and getting kills like nice uh it's i wouldn't say that it's designed to be easy it just the barrier to entry is a little bit lower than some of the other br games out right now especially since the player base is relatively new right i mean it's a shooter so a lot translates but you, yeah, for sure, for sure. There are, are times that I got, like, I got my first real headshot in a multiplayer game playing this game, nice. which was cool. I don't know. Yeah. It, it very much sold me very quickly. I don't want to kill it talking about it, but that's those are my thoughts. It's very good. Nice. Yeah, I, I have it downloaded uh, as of yesterday, but I have not jumped in yet. I'll probably do that sometime soon because yeah I, i'm intrigued yeah um, i i will say this about the game it would be enhanced by playing with friends it's yeah for it's sure, squads for sure. of three um they've squads only as well yeah so it's 20 squads of three i think on one map if i'm not mistaken yeah i think it's just one i've not seen a second in the the 20 or so rounds i've dropped um so yeah it's it's good it's I, it would be benefited with voice chat, but it is not even close to necessary, which is cool because you can yeah, drop squad awesome. and I, oh man, it also makes me incredibly interested for respawns announced, but no progress given uh, Jedi fallen order that is supposed to be coming later this year. Yeah. I, which from what it sounds like respawn when EA bought them, uh, they were expanded and then split into two internal teams, one to do action adventure type games and one to do shooters or you know, Titanfall like games, right. basically. Um, and so this is obviously a product of the Titanfall team. Sure. And the other team has been working on Jedi Fallen Order. So it's going to be interesting to see if there's any noticeable like DNA of Titanfall in in Jedi Fallen Order. I really want to see it. So, yeah, we'll wh- see. when did EA pick up that studio? Was it post Titanfall 2? Yep. Okay. Right afterwards, so about 2 years ago. That's what I thought. Cool. Well, man, if this is any indication, I I never played Titanfall, uh, but if this is an indication, Respawn <laughs> no makes <one> did. <laughs> good games. Rip. So, I am interested. I'm very very yeah. interested. Same. Um uh, the other thing that I played this week that I did want to just gloss over, I did hop into that Anthem open beta. Nice. Uh, man, it's a good game. Uh, it, you have a jetpack, you can fly, and, and you <laughs> shoot things. Soul. Um, I, like, the flying is good. Uh, just uh-huh. reaching back real quick behind me to get my notes on the topic. Hold on. I took some notes during the beta because I knew there was no way I'd remember. Oh, yeah, okay. First thing I want to say, there's no tutorial in this game at all. At least in the beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may add one for the final uh, run. Which, honestly, you'd think that there would be one in the beta if there was going to be one in the final games. But we'll see. Yeah, there is. (laughs) Oh, man. This was the biggest woof. So I immediately was turned off by this game because they were like, learn how to control your... uh... Do you know the word, Jonathan, for your suit? There are so many names uh, for that. Javelin. Yes. Yeah. It was like, learn how to control your javelin. And I was like, oh, dope. I click on that, and it pulls me out of the game to an online manual. <laughs> and I was like, well, oops. And I, <sighs> nobody has time for that, so I immediately closed yeah. out before it loaded up. Right. Um, I will say this. I Playing without a tutorial and without a manual, uh, it is easy to control. Um, it, nice. It controls like most shooters so that should surprise nobody uh shift is to sprint sure uh it's reasonable which is you have rocket powered sprinters and it's very fast and very fun uh, and yeah, very yeah. cool yeah and then if you i think are in the air if i'm remembering right you press shift and you can fly and nice. that the the flight system is just i can't it's so well designed because it's not infinite but it requires... Yeah, it seems it seems fairly limited. Yeah, in some ways. It requires that your engine be cool. Right, that's the conceit. Right, so you can fly high and then dive, and that cools your engine. Right. 
And then you can fly over water, and that um, that also cools your engine. Uh, the right. one thing I will say about this, as compared to what I've seen of other Bioware games, uh, like a lot of Bioware games, the cast is really cool and really fun. Hmm. Unlike bi- other Bioware games, that is meaningless because you don't quest with them. Yeah. You like this game. It man, if you have like a squad of people you play with, like if you have four friends that you always play shooters with, mm-hmm. this game would be so fun. Uh, right. I wasn't sold playing it just by myself. Uh, Fair enough. Like it, it handles well. It's fun. It's fun. Like if you have, I guess this is my pitch. If you have friends, maybe look at this game. <laughs> like if you have somebody that you know you're gonna play this game with right right so anyway yeah i have a f- i have a friend that's been trying to sell me on it i'm i'm unconvinced as of yet based on the really poor performance in their first demo and i wasn't 100 percent sold on it to begin with right so i'm i'm kind of in wait and see mode um but yeah it, it's out soon five days i think the... yeah i think it's with metro exodus so maybe six days five days oh, was that... i can't remember uh, sometime next week i believe yeah coming up yeah so it's close just pulling that up oh the 22nd but th- oh, this okay, game has bad. complicated release dates right yes anthem specifically yeah um, has several depending on what where you're buying it yes and... depending on what you're paying for yeah um also, Anthem Inc. is working to transform healthcare with trusted and caring solutions. So, Thank goodness, dude. <laughs> take note of that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Mm, I I would be leery of, of trying to be sold on this game. I will say this. Second open beta had no problems for me. Okay, uh, nice. No latency, no rubber banding. It sound it seemed good. Um so yeah, I that's that's worth noting, I guess. Is it seems like they've got those server issues on lockdown at this point. Nice. Um, but yeah, check it out if you have a squad. Otherwise, maybe just wait and see on this one. Yeah, it's certainly not Mass Effect. Not in approach. Oh no, 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 not no, in no, style. No. Which is both a good and bad thing for me because I I played the original Mass Effect trilogy. It did not play Andromeda. Um, that and seems I had like a wise a... decision from what I've heard. <laughs> and I had a fine time with the games. Ah. I, I was not having the time of my life, but I didn't hate them by any means. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, coming into this, I kind of wanted to see something different. But also, it seems to have lost some of the bits that I liked from Mass Effect. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. Have, have you played any Dragon Age no. Okay. Because that's one I've heard. other big yeah. series, yeah. Yeah, that's another one that I've heard from Bioware is just really good. Yeah, um, same. But yeah. Yeah, so it, this seems like a... How do I say this? This game is Destiny with jetpacks. And I can't yeah. I can't even say definitively that Destiny doesn't have jetpacks, though. <laughs> so I, if you like Destiny, you will probably like this game. It plays sure. well. It is yeah. smooth. I will say that. Right. But that, right. oh, man, that means increasingly less in the year of our Lord, Luigi 7. So it's been seven <laughs> years since the year of Luigi 4. Where are we oh, at? Oh, my goodness. Here we are. <laughs> Luigi 7 AD, you know? <laughs> We did it. <laughs> the year seven, seven AL after Luigi. Hey, there we go. What does AD stand for? Because it's not after death. It's yeah, like... it's Anno Domini, which means the year of our Lord. Ah, so it literally very is nice. The year of our Lord, twenty Luigi. Um, that's why Perfect. people say that. So yeah, Perfect. that's what it means. Uh, yep, lots of people think like, oh, it means after death, which does not make any sense. Um, nah, not really. But don't don't panic it is still very christian so (laughs) in case you're wondering about the state of the world in the year zero (laughs) indeed so yeah um but yeah ultimately if you like destiny i think you'll like anthem i just don't know that it's worth 60 dollars to get into if you're already playing destiny i've heard destiny 2 forsaken is a really good expansion so right right man well i guess we'll see in 13 days yep well i (laughs) <laughs> I'm very interested to see those quarterly reports from EA. 
going to be interesting. I think Apex Legends has a better chance of, of helping him out here than Anthem does, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Apex has had 10 million players, unique players this week and a million uh, peak concurrence, which is very impressive. That's, that's PUBG numbers right there. Yeah, and like I said, it plays well, and... The DLC models, at least for now, are, are reasonable. You know, you can pay to unlock yeah. new characters. There are two that are locked. But you can but also... it's all free to play. Right, and you can also unlock it by leveling up. Sure. So there's a currency that Which, you get through leveling up that you could theoretically unlock these characters using. Right. Typically, that's a concept I am not at all sold on. Like, oh, you can get it with in-game currency, but you'll have to play for 400 hours. Sure. But even though that... That may or may not be the case, but that that bothers me most when it is in games that cost money up front. Correct. This is straight up Correct. free to play. Yeah, I I am very very forgiving of microtransactions in free to play games. Yeah, because that's the model. I mean, that's yep. that's what you do. And I yep. I know that if I like the game, I can drop some coin towards my my dev buddies who made it. You know. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. Also, speaking of which, I want to be clear on something uh bioware developing anthem they, they did a good job i just do not think that this is anything more than destiny with jetpacks and that's what i want to be clear <laughs> on like I, this yeah. is a well-made game um yes but it seems to have lost bioware's narrative structure narrative design correct. and and character charm correct like that seems to be in very limited supply yeah which mm, hey that's a bummer there are some charming characters but the problem is that in mission that doesn't mean much because they're not with you like yeah it's it's window dressing more than it is like the meat of the game well let's hope that when all is said and done that the only thing that people don't have to like hmm all right, starting this sentence over. Let's go. Let's hope that when all is said and done and the dust settles, we don't just hear a bunch of, I'm Commander Shepard and Destiny's my favorite game on the internet. <laughs> Let's hope that this goes well for, for Bioware and Indeed. less for EA because I don't really like them, but right. <laughs> that's my own bias. So Anyway, but that's Anthem and Apex Legends and RE2, which was my week. Nice. So gaming yeah for real lots of lots of gaming this week there will be lots of cramming <laughs> this weekend because i put off a fair few assignments at school to make that all happen <laughs> well, fair enough. say la vie of course but awesome well nice uh i want to very briefly just touch on i picked up war groove on the switch last night oh yeah night. that's right that's right the new the new advance wars like game from uh, chucklefish uh, which is a studio, I believe they made Starbound. Not 100% sure about that, but I believe that's... Stardew Valley was Chucklefish. They published Stardew Valley. I don't know uh, about okay. making Starbound, but definitely Stardew Valley. Um, Roger that. Um, yeah, so this is a tactics game, uh, very much more in the vein of Advance Wars than like a Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Um which is to say you don't have like named like your units aren't characters it's much more about um region control and uh resource management than it is about making sure billy bob uh, doesn't die also um, that billy there's no relationship right no relationship aspect in this game uh, no okay cool you you do have similar uh, conceits to like fire emblem uh when it comes to just moments on the battlefield like uh your pikeman units they will deal critical damage if they are next to each other which is um which has parallels in, in fire emblem so it's not to say that there is like no um relationship like mechanics it's just not between individual people right and it's and it's not brought about in a narrative way yeah it's not relationship mechanics in the sense of oh these two characters are having relationships it's more like positional mechanics on the battlefield is that correct yep yep exactly um and for what it's worth uh um chucklefish did uh, develop Starbound, but they did oh, also no publish Stardew Valley. So, Dang. on the money. Wow, yep. we're both good at this. I guess. Guess we know yep. our, our video games. I don't even know what Starbound is. So googling that right now. 
Uh, oh, yo, cool. I've seen this game. I've seen this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So they developed um, that and published Stardew Valley. We're on the same page. Cool. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I've only played about an hour, but the game's very good so far. Specifically, the pixel art is divine, and the animation is top-notch. The, the the story in the campaign I'm playing so far is, is not very engaging, but sure. that's not really why I come to strategy games, so I wasn't super worried about that. Um, uh, but the characters, the, their voice acting is very over the top in a very intentional way, which is pretty endearing most of the time. Um, and and there is a dog commander named Caesar. I was so going to ask you year. about Caesar. Is yeah. he a good, good boy? That's all um, I want to know. Perhaps the goodest of all boys. Oh, good. good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have more to say on that next week, but so far, really liking oh, it. Man, when you typed that into our show notes this morning, I flipped because that is on my list in the biggest of ways. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, when I found okay, I just want to say, when I found out it was $20, that's what sold me on the game. The game has a full campaign. It has a full arcade mode, which there are like 12 commanders in the game. Um, and you, each of them has their own arcade like suite of different challenges. There's a puzzle mode, which is, hey, you have one move to solve to take out all the enemies in this predetermined encounter, Whoa, things like that. Oh, that's cool. There's a full map editor and there is a full campaign editor. You can make the game's campaign or whatever campaign you want in the game this is a full video game this is a 60 dollars title yeah it's an incredible package for 20 dollars. It, it just came out last week yeah i could not believe it so i bought it immediately yeah that's uh that's a free dang it man amazing yeah uh, so them, them dollars but i really want this game <laughs> for sure for sure man. um but yeah I'll, I'll talk more about it next week when uh, i'm sure i will have beaten the campaign by then and uh yeah cool. i'll report back cool awesome well, Logan, you want to touch on a problem in the industry briefly from this week? Uh, briefly is better because this one hurts me. Physically yeah. causes me pain. Uh, we're going to talk so, about the... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to say potential because that makes it sound like it's not happening, and it's almost certainly happening. Yeah. Um, but Activision Blizzard will likely be laying off hundreds of employees. Right. Um, I don't see a pullout from that. So that sucks. For sure. Uh, and this, like, layoffs happen. Um, that that That's not something that's ever going to go away. What makes this particularly egregious is the setting in which this is happening. So I'm reading from the Kotaku article uh, right now. Uh, this article is written by uh, Jason Schreier, the legendary reporter in, in games. He will um, and dig this, the dirt. <laughs> indeed. And this specific paragraph encapsulates why this is so problematic. Um, he says, quote, This news comes after a tumultuous year for the publisher, which consists of two entities, Activision and Blizzard. Both Activision and Blizzard operate autonom autonomously, but are governed by the same C-suite of executives, including CEO Bobby Kotick, whose salary in 2017 was roughly $28.6 million. So, yeah, that that is the real crux here, is that uh, I was reading another article that tried to uh, combine all of um, Activision Blizzard's uh, C-suite executive salaries, uh, and it came out to almost $90 million last year. Um, and now they're uh, bracing to cut costs by laying off hundreds of people who will now be out of work and and we'll have to struggle to find another job in this incredibly volatile in industry. I mean... So, it's gross. I don't want to sound cynical here, but ain't it always that way, though? Not always, but often, this kind of news, not specifically in gaming, but in general, this is not an uncommon C-suite versus standard employee divide. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that that is the American way. God bless capitalism. Um, yeah, here we are. Here's the thing. They a month ago they got a new CFO, and they right. gave him awards worth fifteen million dollars just for taking the job. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, and here's the thing: 
just from a, a business perspective, like strictly looking at this from a business perspective, this is cannibalistic. And what yeah. I mean by that is the company, because of this C-suite, is eating itself from the inside. Right. right. They're they're pulling resources from the creative minds who are making the games that have made them rich. Right. And that is, uh, that's not going to work. Like, nah, not. Yeah, apart, apart from it being unethical, like, how many salaries could that $15 million one-time payout support for years? Well, many, many salaries. That's what, like, that's what I'm saying. So what's interesting about this is you take that $15 million, let's pay developers stupid well and say 100000 a year, which yeah. is like up front. You're looking at 150 employees for that one year with $15 million. Yep. Like that's, I mean, that's gross, right? Yeah, like it that's is gross. gross to look at. Um, and it does not, like, and it sucks because you then you get things like happening, like it, like last December when Blizzard just killed Heroes of the Storm, essentially. Right. They killed right. the esports program and cut the development team. So it's. I mean, like, okay, if it's not making money, that's one thing, but like that doesn't I don't okay, know. But it's I, not it's not about not making money right. that's what per I'm se. Saying. It's it's not about, oh man, we got to a sustainable point where the income from this game is supporting the development team and and the esports scene. No, it's Which is what we're not want. making huge buku bucks on this. Um doesn't matter if it's sustainable or not, who cares? Right. Um we're not getting even more obscenely rich so shucks it reminds me of of earlier last year uh with uh disney's release of solo a star wars story which by all reasonable accounts was a success its budget was like 250 million and it pulled almost 400 when all was said and done right but they were so that was so unacceptable for a star wars ip in the eyes of disney that they canceled all yeah prequel again like people were hired and working all, on all the side story right movies. yeah like so it, it very much reminds me of like oh like it, this is not about i, I want to be clear how i feel about this for activision blizzard and their leadership this is not about making art this is not about making well no <laughs> good games this is not about making games that people enjoy no. And I think it's a cautionary tale against brand loyalty in general. Sure. Right? Like this I mean, and this is a hard thing to I don't want to get on a soapbox about it because this is a hard thing to do. Some people like man, for some reason it doesn't matter what Disney does, I still really like Disney. There's still a soft spot in there for me, right? Sure. Everybody has it. People have it with Star Wars, people have it with companies that that we all have it. But I just sure. think it's important to be leery of that feeling. And to Agreed. realize, like, hey, you know, Blizzard has made some great games, and you may have put, been playing StarCraft since its release in 98, 21 years ago. We're old. <laughs> um, but that does not make Blizzard the good guys. That makes, yep. like, the two design leads and their team the good guys for that game, right? right? That is so disconnected from Activision Blizzard as a company and as a whole that it's just important yep. to note that the, the, the boots on the ground to borrow an expression, are not the people who are making these decisions, and they're the ones who are being hurt by it. Yep. Uh, it's a great time. 2019's gonna get me, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. It's been a rough year so far. It's been a rough few years. Yeah. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. Close quote, smash mouth. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, Logan, what, what you got up on, on the docket for this week? What, what are you looking to play? Ooh, good question. Okay, so I really... Hmm. So I'm working through Bloodborne. Took out Father Gascoigne this week. More on that. Nice, Probably nice. next week. Sure. Uh, I was sitting in an English class. And I, somebody said something about life is good. And I said, life is strange. And two of my friends looked at me and said, like, oh, you played that game? And so now I am nice. contractually obligated to finish that game. Uh, mm, I see. So, by the way, I did finish the third chapter of five. That cool. game gets wild. More on that later. But that game is very good. Right. Um, Roger that. So, yeah, those two for sure. I really want to try Wargroove. Um, 
I also am eyeing uh, Stellaris, which is a 4X space game that is getting console releases later this this year or later this month, I think. Um, okay. Are you are you clued in on this, Jonathan? Yeah. Uh, I've not played it, but I am I'm fairly familiar. Yeah. So let me just take the console edition drops on the twenty sixth. As okay. a result, the PC version is like or was yesterday like ten bucks. Um, so I will likely play this game. I will probably not play it on PlayStation. Um, but I do want to be aware of what's going on here, um, a little bit. So that, that's also something that I'm looking at. Theoretically, my money just appears in my wallet and I also buy the $40 launch title, The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince, which is a, (laughs) a February 12th release in three days that I'm very much looking forward to because it looks gorgeous. Uh, that's what's on Mm. tap for me. Uh, what about you? Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing more Wargroove, and I'm going to be hopping into Apex Legends. Um, oh, true. And, of course, PUBG, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah, it, it, I will not be una- I will be unable to avoid Apex Legends this week. I. It's a good game. I. It's nice. Good. It's good. So I'll play definitely at least a couple drops of that, too. But Sweet. Man. Well, I, I think that's going to do it. Six episodes. Man, lucky number six is what the kids say. Yeah, you know, Um, (laughs) the old saying. (laughs) Tried and true, lucky number six. Um, Man, I'll tell you what, there are some companies that probably could have stopped at lucky number six with their games and been (laughs) just fine looking at you, Far Cry New Dawn. What? Uh, More on that in the weeks to come, probably. Indeed, indeed. But until then, thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'd like to thank Brian Altano and Rue Heat for use of their theme song, Nostalgia. If you haven't looked this up by now, like if you listen to this podcast and you've not, I don't even have words for you. It's so good, guys. Just hit up <laughs> Weird Heat. It's so good. Agreed. Uh, Logan, where can people find you on the internet? Man, I'm so glad you're here because you know I forget that after shouting out that music every time. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at LoganMatthew401. The, nice. Uh, the login. The you what? The, I was going to say the username from my youth that I wish I could shake but have yet to come up <laughs> with anything suitable to replace it. So, hey, f- well, fair enough. 2019, fair enough. everything's taken and is up for sale. So, Oh, goodness, right? Yeah, I cannot believe. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Jonathan Nielsen, which I could not believe that I got that on Twitter. Yeah. It wasn't even like super early. I think I, oh, I got my Twitter account in 2013, if I remember right. So... Yeah. yeah, check me out there. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with more of uh, That Odious Beast Gaming. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>